Hey everyone, welcome back to the Spygate Report. We're doing another episode of the Underground Project, episode two. I am Bill Vink and I am joined by Chef Joker. What's up? I'm chilling, man. I'm ready to talk all these topics, man. You got some big ones from the, the soccer people world to MMA, football. There's a lot of stuff we're about to touch on this, this show real quick. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree with that. And um, to kick things off, let's go straight into it. Uh, I think this topic is definitely one that's probably been buzzed about this this entire week. The Chiefs kind of showing cracks in the armor. What do you think? I uh, listen. To be honest, it's kind of as a football fan, it's kind of a it's a bad look for the NFL for the team that constantly gets all the calls to complain about calls, right? Like, I mean, you had a play in the Super Bowl where one of the Chiefs guys admitted to a holding where it would have been a pass interference, and they got away with it. He laughed at it. Um, I mean, they get away with with all types of ish, and now they're complaining because this guy was called off sides. But what the crazy part is everybody keeps saying that 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 was the game over. You were given Buffalo three times outs and over a minute to try to score now no one's saying they're definitely going to score but who's to say they're not if your boy was that far over the line they threw it goodell already came out and said listen that was it it was the right call thing is they have like a team high 30 things 33 or 35 drops by wide receivers this year that's an astronomical a lot of of drops um he doesn't have a lot of weapons now this is what happens when you get these max contracts and you can't keep certain guys first off i don't know why they didn't pay tyreek you didn't pay him he's killing it over in miami it is what it is travis is doing what travis is but listen he's getting older he's slowing down he's still making him mad plays he's still travis kelsey but outside of him and rice i like pacheco but we don't know you know what the injury how long he'll be out or whatever it is but you have pacheco kelchi and rice who's playing well he's not like oh my god this is the next you know star right now but i mean kansas city man did definitely look like the chinks in the armor no i definitely agree i mean it's kansas city now offensively is looking like a nightmare and you're right i mean how they've had what three four max contracts on that team yeah but this guy makes four 150 million well that doesn't help either that doesn't help either no but i mean at the same time this is this is what i say to people and if they feel away don't care players who want these super max deals they don't care about the franchise and winning championships i don't want to hear oh he got all the passion he's this you make 450 million dollars don't wonder why you can't keep guys it's because of your contract. So you made $450 million. Travis Kelce gets the bag. Uh, some of the defensive guys get the bag. That's it. I mean, why do you think Tom Brady's teams were always able to put guys in specific positions? Because he wasn't making the max. Now, he made good money, but he wasn't one of the highest-paid players in the NFL. Tom Brady understood the, the, the game plan. To keep winning, I'm going to need to take a little less. And we're going to put that into, into holes to fill it. 
lot of these guys are selfish. Well, I mean, it is just a, an individual game nowadays. I don't think there's really any. But, I mean, you're seeing that in, in every sport. It's not just the NFL. You're seeing this in, in every sport to where it's all about who's getting the most money and they don't care where they play. But in this case, the Chiefs want to act like contenders, but they are honestly playing like shit. Yeah, it's but been, until they're knocked off, they're still the contenders. I'm not saying that they're not contenders, but here's the thing, though. They're one Denver's what one game behind uh Kansas yeah. City? Well, yeah, 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 because they also Denver also beat Kansas City as well. Right. So going into to their next games, if the Chiefs lose again and Denver wins, now you've got Denver in first place. Yeah. A team that shouldn't realistically even be close to playoff contention or wild card contention at that. Now with this new playoff format with seven teams, it opens the door for that extra team to kind of get in there. But the AFC right now is wide open for those wild card slots. Yeah. I mean, teams that shouldn't be in there cough the Bills. I mean, the, the Browns are looking. They, they riskily, with how bad they played, shouldn't be there. The Browns shouldn't be there. Uh, not the Listen, Browns, sorry. Buffalo, um, had a few rough games, but not like they've ever looked like straight-ish. The Bills have played like shit this season. I but, wouldn't even go that far. I think you're just hating. You're starting to sound like the the crybabies that were in the comment section of our crybaby patty video where they got all in their feelings. I, and that's fine or whatever. I listen. I'm just saying with the Chiefs right now, our needs to start sounding the alarm because if they keep complaining the way they are, the Broncos could easily take this division, and if they don't step it up, they may be out of the playoffs if they keep up the poor performances. That'd be crazy. I'm saying, but that's a possibility with how wide was there like four or five teams in the AFC that are seven and six right now? There's something like that. There's a lot of seven and six teams. And so there's four divisions, which means four teams are going to win their division. Means there's three slots, more than likely the AFC North and um, oh, what is the AFC South, right? The things with Jacksonville and Lamarne. Yeah. So the AFC South are probably going to take two of those slots. Yeah, but Jacksonville is not playing strong neither, Blake. What? Where? I think that I put that on here. I don't think I did. Ah, oh, that's like next week's topic. But um, listen, still. we got a whole next week of, of who's where and whatever. We'll jump into next week too. Right. So you know, uh, for the Chiefs, if they lose again, this, the alarms are going to be sounding because then now you went from trying to win your division. If the Broncos can keep their momentum. Now it's going to be, can we fight for for the wild card spot? And if you lose out on that, yikes, there's only three weeks left. Wait, no, four, right? Yeah. No, three, three, three. Yeah. No, no, so, no. There's, there's, there's week, there's 17, 15, 16, 16 17, games. 18. Okay, there's four games left. It's not a lot of games. No. And right now, with the way it's looking, nine and uh, nine and whatever ain't going to cut it. So, yeah. Figure it out, or, or the rest will slide back into being in their favor. So, Chiefs fans ain't got nothing to worry about when they're the most pampered and coddled team in the entire league. I mean, they I are, know. they are, and they can keep jumping on here complaining. I don't give a shit. Just keep Speaking it one hundred. Just say, yeah, it's facts. Don't get mad because we get the calls. Stop bitching. Speaking about the opposite of coddled, let's head on to the Giants. 
I know you want to talk about this one. I'll let you go first. Tommy DeVito, the Giants future QB. Listen, as of right now, he feels like a really good backup. But for anyone that's old enough, like me, I'm from the Sean Kemp, Gary Payton era. So I watched a lot of basketball. Jeremy Lin was a breath of fresh air, especially living in New York. I'm not a Knicks fan, but living in New York City, it's a team, obviously, that was my local. And Jeremy Lin, what he was doing in the garden for that stretch, we've never seen it like that. It was, you know, did they take Vince Sanity's and turn into Lin Sanity? Of course they did. But Lin Sanity took over New York, the real New York, you know what I'm saying, New York City. So to me, Tommy DeVito, even though he plays in New Jersey, he's born and raised in New Jersey. He's a Jersey product. He That's why he fits the Giants so well. The Giants are not the New York Giants. They're the New Jersey Giants. Let's just keep it 1,000. No hate. They play in New Jersey. I don't care where their offices are. They're the New Jersey Giants. Tommy DeVito is their product, right? His agent is a super fun gimmick guy because he's trying to look like some mafioso person. They are fitting this Sopranos kind of thing, and it's a really good look for a really bad team in the Giants. Giants are a bad team. Tommy yeah, DeVito, if he finishes strong, there's no way. Now, the thing is, you don't really want to draft the court. First of all, they're probably not even going to get a really good pick with the way they're winning games of late. Daniel Jones becomes a free agent, which I think next year, thank God, because you want him off your books because you paid this bum. And thing is, Tommy DeVito has to get a fair shake. Unless he completely asses it up, pours the whole way out for the rest of the season, if he finishes strong, Tommy DeVito has to be the starting quarterback week one of the regular season next year. You got to give him a fair shake. And then from that point, you go, you sit back, you're like, all right, well, we get a full season to see what he is. If he stinks it up, you put Daniel Jones back in, he's going to leave anyway. And, you know, you have a good backup quarterback, and now we got to draft one. You got to give him a fair shake. You can't put Daniel Jones back in because he's paid more than him. Daniel Jones hasn't proved anything of he deserves to have that spot. The fans are won over by DeVito. It's true. They're all, listen, you got the whole team doing the, the Tommy Cutlets thing and everything. They are, they bought in. They're behind their guy. Pause. So Tommy DeVito, I want to see him if he finishes strong behind center next season. Yeah, I mean – Mm. Tommy DeVito, I'm I'm here for it. I am here for. It. I think this is a marketing thing, and even if he sucks for the rest of the season, I think this is great for Giant fans because they've had nothing to be happy about uh, for years. Uh, I think the last time they were happy is when they years. had. The last time they were happy is when they drafted Saquon Barkley. Um, that I think that's it. I really can't name the time the Giants fans have been happy lately, or in the past couple years. So I mean. If this guy can at least instill some hope in Giants fans, then he's doing his job. And if he, as long as he can play decent, that's all the Giants need is him to play decent. So I don't know if he's going to be the future QB, but I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one again. I he, he could be a really great backup, and it's going to be a guy. You know, it's kind of like um, kind of like how Colt McCoy was when he went to the Redskins. Like a guy who understood the system, you know, and was a good backup till uh, I think it was RG3 who came back or whatever. So yeah. 
again, I think that's what he could kind of be. Um, and if you have a guy there for tenure, that can be a guy who kind of really instills that giant, the new or old Giants, you know, aura back into that locker room. You know, he can be yeah. the 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 Matt Moore, you know, if you will. That that's who I was thinking about the quarterback from Miami. I couldn't think of his name, Matt Moore. I mean, so if he's at worst, Matt Moore, the Giants are in good company when they get their quarterback. Yeah, and they could do with um, what you know Alex Smith did for Patrick Mahomes, teaching the system. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I would do. But then again, I'm not an owner, so I don't know. But moving on, because we're still on football, so I had had a lot of football topics this first round. This first round. So, have the Bills found their stride? I'm going to go first because I'm going to start off on a negative. I want this to end off on a positive for Bills fans. No. I have zero faith in this fucking team. Um, I, I don't know what the fuck is with this team. I have zero faith. I just, this team has disappointed me more times than I can count this season and last season and the season before that. So, no. Indefinitely, no. Hold I on, want on, to on, believe. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I want, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Slow I, down. Let Last me finish. Season. I'm almost done. Hold on. I'm hold on. No, because I'll let you go with the season with the 13 seconds. I'll let you go with the season where they, they got smacked. Well, um, it, by it, the it's more than that, though. Because it's more than you gotta that, understand. Though, hold on. Hold on. You got to understand. Damar Hamlin damn near died on that field. Before that, Dawson Knox's brother passed away. And then you had other issues like this team. I'm not, I'm not even talking about that. injury. I, I was I was getting away from that. I'm just saying from a playoff perspective, no. From this season's perspective, it's been dreadful. It's been terrible How? for the bill. Hold on for the bills to play the way they've been playing coming off of last season. The year before that, this has been one of the worst. Daquan Jones hurt early. Matt Milano hurt early. Uh, Trey White hurt early. I mean, what? Uh, how much else? Micah Hyde is damn near in and out every other week. So where where are you figuring that Vaughn Miller took forever and he hasn't made a tackle since right before he got that hurt in that Thanksgiving game, you know, before the injury? He hasn't done ish. So all this, they're underperforming. They're super banged up. And then they had bump Ken Dorsey as the offense coordinator. Since Joe Brady, they're getting it together. Uh, hold on, because as a fan, I'm gonna look at this just from performance. Okay. I don't care. I don't care who got hurt. I don't care what's happening. I'm looking at what they're doing on the field, who they have, and it's been disappointing. But the leader of their defense went down to Matt Milano, who can, who covers the middle of the field. Don't care. Wow, I, I'm saying from from a from a perspective, and I think most people can agree, it's been a shitty season. And the only reason there's a little bit of hope for this team is because of how competitive the AFC looks like right now, that they are still fighting for a potential spot. And if they don't hit the playoffs, this has been a, a this has been one of the worst seasons I think for Bills fans in recent years. So, so you're saying for the me, the emergence of James Cook, the emergence of James Cook hasn't impressed you. He's one of the best running backs in football, and he he hasn't really even got to run the rock until of late because every time they ran the ball, Dorsey went so far and fast away from it. Every time they started running the ball, all right, let's go back because we got to throw the ball all day. He's never got a fair shake like every other running back in the NFL. 
James Cook is one of the best running backs in football statistically. Since you like statistics, Dawson, uh, Dalton Kincaid is making a big case for this. Is why you drafted me with your first pick and the, well, the, a first round pick. So all these guys are starting to come along, and then uh, you know um, if they get, I, I will actually, I will, I will put this so we can move forward quickly. If they make the playoffs, maybe we can talk about this again. Until then, I don't have any faith right now. This team has let me down, and honestly, so I'm, I'm heading. I'm, I'm heading. Huh? If they beat the Cowboys, one of the hottest team in football, you don't want to talk it. No, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till if they make the playoffs. That's gonna be my my final indicator. Because guess what? Right now, I'm looking at at head coach Sean McDermott. I'm thinking he needs the axe. Because you know what? Sometimes you, you sometimes you got to cut the head off of the snake. Offense coordinator, yeah, sucked. But you know what, though? Still, a head coach who has been unclutched this season, unclutched and has done had terrible play calling in three games where they could have easily won it. So, yes, I'm looking at this, and as much as even if I have faith on, on some key players, they're not the ones making the play call. And for me, I don't believe they found their stride. I don't think so just yet. I will wait to see what they do in the playoffs if they can even make the playoffs and if they can do that, then maybe we can have this conversation. But as for right now, I'm not sold. I know you're a Bills fan. You're very much sold on this. Um, hashtag to Bills Mafia. Thank you guys for subscribing. When Josh Allen asks it up, I'm the one who puts it on social media. This guy sucked. I have no problem keeping it 100. If you play strong, you play strong. If you ask it up, you ask it up. Pause. I don't give nobody a break. I never have, never will. I'm a Bills fan, yeah. I'm not a half-full, half-empty kind of guy. I see what I see. I played this game. I understand what I'm looking at. And if this defense can play half as good as they should even banged up, and Josh Allen takes that consistent, has to be consistent. Which he, he hasn't been. He hasn't been. The thing is, he's a gunslinger. He's going to throw these wild That's the problem. Look at, the, the, look at the way he extends plays as well, too. So if he just plays... And he might he minimalizes the turnovers, which has they're been a problem a since he's because there's not another quarterback in the league like Josh Allen. You're right. There is with the, what that type of arm, definitely not. But his accuracy is shit, and it's been proven time and time and again this season. To, his will to win, and he'll fight. His will everything. to win is amazing, but he doesn't make great decisions. I mean, he's just gunning this stuff in, in, into defenders' hands. Sometimes it's again. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. And again, hopefully by priest by by postseason time they can get their shit together because oh, I have man. no faith in this team. All right, moving on. I think this is one we'll definitely be unanimous on. Was the NBA in season tournament at IST for short uh, meant to give LeBron another accomplishment? I'm let you Absolutely. go first. I feel that yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because in, and we and you were talking about this the other day. Look at their regular season record. They're losing. They're not a good team. But in the um, in the uh, in season tournament, they were like unbeatable, right? Like, come on, take take it easy. And then they also had the horrible call against Phoenix that allowed them to advance. So yeah, no, this was a hey, let's go give LeBron this so we can say who's the greatest player of all time. It's still twenty three from Chicago. And that's it. So you know yeah, it's funny. This was a way to to feed LeBron James in, uh, uh, 
some kind of a, an accolade. Yeah, but you know, I think it's really funny too. And I, I don't take Austin Rivers ever as a credible source. He's a crybaby. I think he's very entitled. Um, but Austin Rivers, I think, made a great point. And this is a point I agree with. He was on, I think, ESPN when he said it. And he goes, "This LeBron winning this just showed that the NBA isn't ready to move away from LeBron as the face of the NBA. They're not. They're not. And I, and I know it's because we talked about this, you know, I think last week we talked about it. We briefly touched on it to where this kind of shows if the NBA is ready to, to let the young guys shine, the, you know, the old guard, the, the old, you know, guard versus the new. And it's a shame. It really is. It really is a shame. I find it hysterical that the Pacers who were playing lights out all of a sudden played really bad. Miles Turner, who was like being able to defend almost everybody, all of a sudden gave up, what was it, to 80? I think it was like 20, 20, 20 points, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and lost on the rebounding battle. I I I I, I didn't see it. I, I didn't I didn't buy Tyrese Halliburton all of a sudden had a slow it just it didn't make sense to me at I all. Think, all of a sudden what happened. I think if Indiana could pull the trigger and get either Pascal or OG from Toronto. And I think that Pascal, that. I think Pascal fits their system better because Turner can shoot, you know, he has good range. Pascal's having a bad year on, on, on deep shots, but Pascal's a good defender. Turner's a good defender. Pascal's good with the ball and the block too. So you would have Halliburton with a lot of space. I think that would be such a dope pairing. They need somebody else in Indiana. Or right, they're not going to give up for that because the Toronto is not going to give that up for Listen, nothing or for cheap. Buddy Heald, Buddy Heald is on a um, his last year of his deal, right? OG and Pascal are both on on their uh, last year of their deals. If you say yo, because financially you got to kind of match something. If you say yo, I'm gonna send you Buddy Heald and two draft picks. I want either or. You're gonna get them. If I'm Toronto, I got no pick. But do you, but do, do you risk potentially your, your future, though? Because huh? this is this is a pretty good draft coming up. I feel at least. Yeah, but if you're if, if you're Indiana and you're giving a first round pick this year, you're getting a first round talent. You already know it's official. OG's one of the best players in the league. Pascal's one of the best players in the league. You're getting an a proven a proven commodity. So that first round pick you're getting, you're getting for him. We either or, and I'm telling you right now, I would love to see, you know, Toronto also get their, their future coming along. So it works for both teams. I Indiana, just don't think listen, Indiana's going to. I know you think that Boston that. is, is a, a, a pretender, but Boston still has a way way more better five than damn near everyone in the East. But if right. you give Indiana an OG or a Pascal, now you're putting them at the top of the heap as well. Halliburton's a stud. I, I just don't see Indiana doing that. I don't, I don't think they're going to think that far ahead in that one. I don't think they want to trade expiring contract for expiring contract. I I, I just don't. And then a pick on top, I just don't see them doing it. Because then unless they can have somewhere it's like a trade and sign or a sign and trade, I, I don't see it. I think right now Indiana is looking to have longevity, and I, I I don't think they're gonna they're willing to do that. 
as so much as say, as much as I, I agree on. with you that it's a smart decision. Let's, all right, but if, if you sit there and you do the smart, and you have Turner at the five, you have um, Obi at the four, you have uh, I would say Gary Payton, Jesus, um, OG at the coming retirement. Well, I think his son still plays. Um, but you have OG at the three. He's an elite defender. Yeah, you have OG at the three. That is a crazy lineup, you know, starting five. It is, but again, do does Indiana want to risk potentially not being able to resign that guy and then losing a draft pick on top of that? Listen, Toronto did it for half the season. I, I don't see it. No, I mean they did it right before the season started with Kawhi, but they put all their chips in, and you know what happened? Kawhi bring a championship to Toronto. You're comparing You're Kawhi. He gets there and they win a chip and just say he leaves. You don't think that mission was accomplished? Yeah, but here's the thing though. That's a whole t- that's a whole year to gel in a miracle shot that got them there. So let's just put that into perspective. Uh, again, I'm not trying to hate on I'm happy the Raptors won. I'm a Kevin Durant fan. I was rooting for Raptors against my favorite player. So, you know, that says something. But I again I, I agree with you. But from the Pacers' perspective, I don't. I don't see them taking that risk. Then they're going to lose, and don't matter where their pick is. What we got? What we got? Disagree. All right. Next up, the Dodgers. Can we consider the suspending spree? Almost nine hundred, almost nine hundred plus million dollars. Wait, sorry. Six hundred and eighty. What was it? Eight hundred or six? Oh, six eighty. Six eighty. Right. Seven hundred million. But then I think he deferred it to six eighty. Um, I don't know. Oh no, no. How it works is supposedly it's two million per year. On the score, right? And then at the end of his contract, it's six eighty. But with the contingent, if two of the if two of the um, front office people, if one of them get fired, he can opt out of that contract. At any time. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. His contract is in. It's weird. I don't know. And like, I get what the Dodgers try to do. Like, you know, maybe they'll try to like, you know, screw him over after like five years fire. One of them just thought they don't have to pay the rest. That'd but be awesome. I don't, but I, I think we kind of messed up, but it's, it's the Dodgers. Yo, dude, think about it this way. It's almost as bad as that Deshaun Watson, you know, whatever the 200 something million guaranteed or whatever it was. 300, I don't know. But, but here's my thing. Where are, are they really getting there? that money from? Oh, they're going to make so much money off of, uh, uh, I think he's Japanese from the Japanese market and tele- televised right, and right. But sponsors the, and fans. But there's still a budget, you know? And if everyone's oh, supposed to be a decently... Their luxury tax is going to be nuts. And supposedly he wants that Yamamoto guy. Crippled. And that guy's going to be going for like $300 million. But I'm, I'm just not understanding how... Th- Rob Man was it Rob Manfield, the fence commissioner? There's no there's uh, no cap in baseball, it's just a luxury tax. But then that's the case, everyone should be just throwing millions of dollars. It, it just to me, it if doesn't, got it. I, I don't, but he, maybe I'm, I'm a bit confused because part one of the part owners of the Dodgers owns Chelsea and he's pumping in millions, of, hundreds of millions for Chelsea to spend on fucking offensive players for god knows fucking what because we don't need that, but. You know, I'm just not understanding where all this money is coming from. I I, I don't get well, it, the, and I, I think this is I terrible. But hold real. on, good. Okay, I was say I don't know if it's real, but I seen a graphic on Instagram 
and it was by a baseball Instagram, big one, had like hundred thousand followers, and it said that um, Shohei Otani, Otani, whatever the name is, his seven hundred million dollars is what was more than nine years worth of the Oakland Raiders all combined. I wouldn't that the Raiders are small. They have fifty four million dollars. Uh, not the Raiders. Oh, the Athletics. I'm sorry. I mean, the so, athletics. Yeah, so I don't know. Why, yeah, but that's. I think they they their badge is like fifty four million dollars or some shit. Yeah, it's I'm not just that saying. It, I seen the, the the thing and I was like, wow. Not the Raiders, obviously. But I, like I can't even say I'm surprised. <laughs> but then you got to think too. They just they just signed and traded for Tyler uh, Glasnow, who's been in the league for quite a while, and he's making he's getting four years, hundred I think thirteen to thirty one million. They're saying, yeah, where is this money is coming work. from? It doesn't make sense. I don't understand how there's at that point. That's almost a billion dollars. Not to mention, not to mention they Mookie don't. Betts' contract. They better, they better win, or this is a bust. I think it's just a, if they lose, if they don't win like two in five years, I think that city riots. Yeah, because <laughs> well, they're not gonna riot. I mean, take it easy. Well, I mean, listen, if, it is. It is if uh, these people LA, are paying, so can you know. imagine the ticket prices? Oh, yeah. Like the, the upper deck's probably going to be like three, four hundred a ticket. It's nuts. And you got to think, too. Well, what about the, 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 the people who normally get like the, the year package for all the home games? That's done. Why do you think baseball stadiums are empty now? That's all for corporate. They're the only one. That's why baseball stadiums are empty. All, all the corporations, they buy these seats. And then you watch games, and they look like damn near half empty till the playoffs. And you're like, "What? What is going on here?" It's because all these corporations are buying it, so teams don't give a shit because those tickets are being sold. It's bad. It's disgusting. It's it's rough. Speaking about rough, UFC two ninety six. Right, we're we're doing great on these transitions today. I'm loving this. Colby Covington <laughs> challenges for. For Leon Edwards' welterweight championship, Leon Edwards' first uh, welterweight title defense, and we'll also highlight it on the, on this on this card: Patty Pimblet, Patty the Fraud Pimblet versus the legend Tony Ferguson, who's on an eight-fight losing streak. So, to kind of I, this is where I, this is my area of expertise. So I'll tell, I'll take this one on here. Uh, Leon Edwards, I think, shocked the world when he with that you know, as he says, headshot dead to Kamara Usman when he captured the gold. Uh, very much an amazing uh, moment, I think, in UFC history to see Leon Rocky Edwards win. I'm not even the biggest uh, Leon Edwards fan, but Colby Covington, who I think is everything wrong with mixed martial arts. Uh, I don't like the guy, but why just, would you say he's everything wrong with mixed martial arts? There, so, you know, I can look at a guy like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You look at a guy like Khabib. You look at a guy, oh. um, Ryan Holland. You know, there's there's a lot of different guys who are just martial artists who don't really. In, uh, Ryan Holland's probably terrible to put on there, but guy like 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 Wonderboy Thompson, BJ Penn, guys who don't really like talking shit that really let their martial arts show. You know, just how good they it's, are. It's a business, though. It's a I, I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing: there comes to a point where you take it too far. And Colby Covington learned that the hard way to when he got his jaw broken when he was in a restaurant, thanks to Hori Masvidal. Like, he, there's certain points you go too far to where your jaw was broken Hold when on. you're eating dinner. That really? I thought that was like a, a like a rumor. No, he got fucked up. 
That's why he was out for Let's damn near two, two, three years. Let's go, Jose but, but, but when you talk, but when you talk about someone's family and you drag them through the mud like that, what do you think's gonna happen? Like, I get it when you talk Especially to your him. opponent. Especially yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck you thought there, but like when you, you know, talk about that person, fine, go for it, showbiz, but you don't bring someone's family into it. I don't think ever. And there's just lines well, I, I think mean, this Connor dude has got, crossed. Got very disrespectful too, and, and he, and he got his leg fucking broken too. Karma's yeah. about karma's karma's karma got him. Karma got him. But listen, that Mike, was. Right, and, but here's my thing: you talk quick. crap to somebody. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. You talk crap to somebody who literally does nothing but community work in his community. I think I think uh, Desperate lives in like Louisiana, and always doing community work as a whole drive to kind of give you know families that that don't have stuff in there. You didn't think karma was going to get you? I mean, come on now. It's it's yeah, but my, same thing my for Kobe. Like with Kobe, I, I never liked Kobe. I think he's a good fighter. But Kobe Covington, he tries. He tries to bring like the 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 Trump thing, and right, like, oh, I know a lot of people don't like Trump. If I wear the MAGA hat, it's going to make people, you know, oh, Kobe Covington sucks. The whole political thing. Keep politics out of sports, out of MMA, whatever, wrestling, entertainment, whatever you want to consider it. I hate when people got to put political things into that. Let's leave that shit out of it. If you're a good fighter, you're a good fighter. I don't mind. Talk shit. But I agree with you. Families should be off limit. Children, wives, fathers, mothers, sisters. No. If you, me and you, you talk to me. You know what I'm saying? The, the beef should be me and you. We talk shit. It is what it is. We get the, the, the purse up. And, it, you know, it is what it is. Now, with Covington, I, I think he's a good fighter. But anyone that goes against him and has nothing to do with him, you know, with the MAGA thing, has nothing to do with that. I just don't think he's as elite as he thinks he is. So you talk a whole lot of shit. You cash, you you talk more shit that the kid the checks can cash. You know what I'm saying? So I never I never could get on this guy's side because you talk mad shit and you don't really back it up. I think why I think a lot of people gravitate towards Leon Edwards and think that they're gonna gravitate towards him more, not because of his backstory coming from nothing, actually making something being being a champion at that, yeah. but I think because Leon Edwards is everything that a good person for the most part should be. It's kind of like good and evil. You know, that's really the narrative on this one. It's you got the yeah, shit stain, Colby Covington. He's just a dick. So sorry. You got yeah, fucking good and dick. And it's like, do you go for like, the dick or do you go for the good human being? I'm going to go with the good human like being. Like when you look part. at when, when Connor was on his reign and Connor was talking crazy, right? Like, it was you could tell it was very WWE-ish, right? Like you knew he knows how to market this, he's gonna talk his shit. And then you see guys who are trying to take that lane, and they're just not good enough to do it. They're not well enough with the the, the talk shit game to do what he did, and they're trying to mimic him, and you can't. And it looks phony. Kobe is the kind of guy who wants to talk louder try to over talk you and it's like yo homie you, you just you're not as, as entertaining as you think you are but you and know he, what really now that sells I know that, this... I that was a he got his jaw wired yo i'm all for that like you talk out your mouth like that which what what happens when people really see you in the street people like um and what's the other guy nate diaz and them what you think <laughs> would happen if you talk some crazy <laughs> shit to nate diaz and he sees you in the street but He's you know what i find funny 
talking guys. These are really out on the street dudes. Right, right. But not not to cut you off. You know what I find funny is that a couple of years ago when Leon Edwards was rising up the ranks, so it was Colby. Leon Edwards won the fight, Colby Covington. Colby Covington flat out like said, nah, he's not worth my time. Ducked him? Yeah, not even so ducked him. He, he, just dis- him. He, he dismissed him. Like, you're not even worth it. But as soon as Leon Edwards got the title, he he fought and he said, I, I don't even know who that guy is. But as soon as Leon Edwards got the title, now you knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. That's corny. that bullshit. Yeah, it was really corny, really soft. And even Leon Edwards was like, why does this guy deserve a title? He hasn't even fought in how many years? He didn't even know who the hell I was. Now you now you want to know who I am? No, fuck you. Yeah, you know? now you know who I am because I'm, I'm rocking the, the strap. Right. And so I'm all for Leon Edwards. I don't care what round he gets done. As long as he knocks him the fuck out, that's what I want to see. I don't like Colby Covington we're very both, clearly. We're both on Leon. Yeah, you know, over under don't damn matter. So, what about your boy Patty? I don't believe I'm, in this I'm guy not at a all. fan a of Patty. He's a wish team version of Conor McGregor, and he got away with one of the worst fights of all time because they wanted they to promote him like he was the man. He got, he got the honestly, he lost that fight back. Patty Pimblet as a human being outside of the octagon, great person. Let me say that. Oh no, but we're not talking that. We're not. They're talking no, we're, right, right, right. Well, well, hold on, because I did, I did bring it up with Colby Covington. It's only fair I bring it up with Patty Pimblet. Okay. So outside the octagon, great human being, kind of like him. Yes. Inside the octagon, I don't, I don't like Patty Pimblet. No, no, just I just don't like him. I think he's overrated. I think he's overhyped. And this is again the UFC media machine trying to push him to the moon. Now, what I find funny is that a guy who's on like a winning streak is now going against the guy you're trying to kick out the door. He's got a, a, an eight fight losing streak. It don't make sense. You're doing this yep. trying to give him a legitimate win. And I really hope Tony Ferguson shows that kid welcome to the lightweight division. He gets fucked the fuck up. So, Tony Ferguson, yeah, I'm going for, for Tony Ferguson here. The, the old has nothing to do with it. Glover Teixeira at 40, was it 40 or 41 years old, became the light heavyweight champion of the world. Like it was a year or two ago. I don't want to hear he's old. This is mixed martial arts. It's nothing to do with age. It's to do purely skill. And it, and, and it's time. Yeah, but if this, if this is his send-off, he's not, he's not looking forward to the next three fights. Tony Ferguson has always shocked the world when it matters. I think this is the time Tony Ferguson is going to do it again. That being said, let's go on to shocking the world. Ronaldo versus Messi will happen one more time. That is right. You heard that correctly. It'll happen in the Riyadh Cup on the Sear. Ronaldo's team will take on MLS side, Inter Miami, Messi's team in the Riyadh Cup in Saudi Arabia. And I am going to take this one here because I think this is absolutely huge. And this is exactly wait, what, wait, wait. what Can I ask you something need. before you take over. Yeah. Where is this going to be? Can, where can we watch this? Is it going to be on like? Uh, I don't even know or... if it's going to be televised. I have no idea. Ah, I hope it is. I think the happen. world. Well, here's the problem: MLS is behind the paywall right now. If you don't have Apple Apple TV, you can't watch the MLS, which I think is one of the biggest mistakes they have because no yeah. one has Apple TV unless you're an iPhone user. <laughs> and even no, and even then, you might not have Apple TV. It's, yeah, you still yeah, got to yeah. pay for it. So it's like it's like Disney Plus. You got to pay for it. So again, you know, I was I would watch the MLS. I'm very open to watching the MLS. And I've never said before, um, but I have seen this this league grow over the last few years. I was very critical of of this league for at least since 2016. But I've gotten to see it grow. I've gotten to them very utilized the super drafts. I think is one of the most unique things out there. No one else in soccer is doing it. Um, this is important. 
this game right here can put the MLS on the map. We talked about can the MLS project themselves into being a big league? And even ESPN is starting to think that. Not saying that they're credible, but even ESPN is starting to think that. So Messi alone has put the MLS on his back in terms of trying to bring awareness to it. And I, if if Inter Miami beats Al Nasir, this is huge for multiple yeah. reasons. Right now, Saudi Arabia is trying to outdo the Premier. They're trying to take all these guys away. Same thing with the La Liga. They're trying to take all these guys away from them. This is huge. If you beat a side that's got some really big talent on it, this this could be one of the biggest upsets I think in soccer history. And you know, not just be- I, let me jump back in real quick. Um, but this not to be on ESPN or Fox Sports is a is a crime because you arguably have the one and one because you know I'm not from the Pele era. My era is the Beckhams, the Ronaldos, the the uh, the Messi's and and all these guys to not have this, especially in America where soccer, which is football everywhere else but America, to have soccer not nationalized televising this is such a bad look for what you could you know you could do. We've never seen nothing like this, and you're not going to give us an opportunity, not only us but an entire fan base. To watch this this amazing product grow, you got to get this on something. You really do. Because first off, anytime you get a Ronaldo Messi, that should be on, on any kind of sports network. These are the greatest. It's like Jordan versus Kobe. You know what I'm saying? This this is the matchup. It's Shaq, Shaq versus Hakeem Olajuwon. It's, it's Wayne Gretzky versus Mario Lemieux. The, this is the matchups. Cheater versus Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, no, I, 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 you know, obviously I'm a very passionate soccer fan. You know, it doesn't matter what country, what game I'll I'll watch it. I love it. This is my sport. I love it. You know, um, you naturally gravitate to football, basketball, you've played it for me. It's it's mixed martial arts. And, and, you know, I remember watching my first UFC event. It was like six. It was Chuck Liddell versus um, Forrest Griffin. And then the main event for that heavyweight title. Uh, you know, so I stayed up all night to watch that. So that alone, you know, um, for me is a big thing. But soccer, I fell in love with naturally. And to see Ronaldo and Messi, I think one more time, this is huge. And the MLS can just not even bankroll, but from a marketing standpoint, you can touch and the next generation of fans if you air this game. So this is huge. If the MLS is victorious, this shows this is a league you want to be in. This is a league that's yep. growing. And it's been growing. I mean, 29 teams, I believe, a, a potential more expansion. They're about a match the end, the NBA in size for teams. And the expansion yep. has been rapid. It took the NBA, um, what, there's been 1940, 1950? So well, they- the, the NBA, um, and I'm not trying to jump off topic, the NBA got really, really, really big when the ABA guys kind of came over and then it sped up the game, you know? Well, right. Well, so, that, that of course, but what I'm saying is besides the mergers, this would be the one, the MLS would be the one sport with no mergers to have grown yeah. and developed. The MLS has not been around for that long people. I think maybe since 1990, if that. So. I don't from, even think, I think that's a 2000 thing. 
but even then in 2012 from having maybe 16 18 teams to having 29 with rapid expansion in the last yeah. 10 years, this is big that means this is a, this is a growing sport more Americans are paying attention and this is something we as a country should be proud of but also at the same time this MLS thing could be taken to the next level. I've already thrown out things of what you know the the you know FIFA should do for this for North America, South America. I've already done that before here. I think we talked about it last week. So we're gonna have to probably do a a, a after after whatever happens with that the Ronaldo Messi game, we'll do a whole soccer show. We'll just dedicate a whole soccer show. Listen, we have a brand new channel. Whatever we feel like doing, we throw it out there. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Don't matter how views it gets we're going to talk what we're going to talk absolutely speaking about talking we're going to talk and speak about WWE. draymond green i'm on a roll today i'm on a roll this is great listen draymond you know what the messed up part is is everybody tries to make draymond green this generation's dennis rodman and he's, he's not. an asshole stop it hey he's a good listen he's a great defensive player i'm going to give him that especially for being undersized and i know that's where the people try to reference the Rodman thing, but let me explain something to you with, with Draymond. If you were that that raw, if you was about it like that, you wouldn't be attacking the nice guys of the NBA, right? Or Go step on, on, on Joker's chest. Go punch Joker in the face and see what happens. Help Molly pop Draymond. Go, go at somebody, you know, I don't care. Go punch uh, uh, what's the guy who just got suspended he, from Memphis. He comes back soon. Oof. Moran. Uh, go punch Moran. See if he swings back. Like, go at people. He, all he does is he tries to pick on the NBA good guys, and he gets away with it. Now, let me tell you something. He's lucky that teams have changed. Because if you did this shit back in the days, the team, the guys on the bench would beat the shit out of you. You're not touching somebody. You're not touching dude, my dude, like, an, like, like an artist Gilmore. Huh. Oh my god. Do it to a shack. I don't know if you know who Kevin Willis is. Mm. But mm-hmm. turn around, punch Kevin Willis. Kevin Willis will punch your jaw off your face. Like, do that to Barkley. Do it to Rodman. Do it to Ron Artest. Just do it. Go ahead. Let's see what happens. Go punch one of these guys who you know is support, you know, on, on your level. Don't try to dog out the nice guys and the fact that nobody defends their teammates shows you how soft the nba is because i don't care if i'm a star or the last guy on the bench teams how i was well, raised think and, about and, it and brought, Draymond, this is a brotherhood right but that's the first one this is 2023 if there's no money behind it, they don't give a shit but draymond has already gotten away with choking out rudy gobert he's stepped he stepped on Austin bonus's chest he kicked. Well, did he kick Bron in the balls? I know he did. He kick I know LeBron he just looked into LeBron. Did he kick him in the nose? He Ric Flair'd him. Jesus, Lord, Draymond. Jesus. Yeah, he's done some real foul shit. And this is this I is think like he's in the wrong dude. sport. Until somebody turns around and starts fucking throwing hands with him, he's never going to change. And this is why guys, Durant has said it. Um, Nurkic said it that he just got punched in the face. He's like, yo. Like, I hope he gets help because they feel that he needs help. And not for nothing, stop with the little four or five game suspensions. 
This is too much of a reoccurring thing. This is who he is. You gotta stick it to him. You gotta give him. And I think he got what ten this time. Two. Was it? I would have gave him twenty-five. I would give him twenty-five, and I would give him forty. I would have gave him forty. Now I would give him twenty-five, and not forty. Here's here's the reason: you have to teach the Warriors a lesson. I think this is more than just Draymond, because Steve Kerr has been allowing this shit since he's been a coach. Kerr Kerr is on his last his last uh, year of his deal. Clay's on the last year of his deal. I think Draymond might. I think I don't know his contract, but I think he's had an extension. if you do, if you take twenty five away from them, they're I think what are they thirteen and nine, thirteen and ten right they're now? They're ten and fourteen. Ten and fourteen, even worse. You take twenty five games of that eighty two. Here's my thing. I, I I feel forty because you teach this guy, and without pace, you lose half your contract. That nice extension you just signed, yeah, you lose half of that. And you teach the Warriors the market Cousins. <laughs> oh yeah, really. But I think there you teach the words. This is how you're going to allow him to play for the last couple of years. If this is how he's going to be able to choke people out and do all this other stuff. Fine. Now you lose out. Let's see how many games you win now. 40 games. He's yeah. done. He's finished for 40 without pay. See ya. Let's see if you, let's see if you can make the playoffs now. Dang. And you threaten the playoff thing. I guarantee you they'll, they'll, they'll change that shit around. I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause without the playoffs, the war ain't nothing. It's a shame because Steph Curry's one of the greatest NBA players I've ever seen, and he's an NBA good guy. He does a lot of things for for children uh, with discipline disabilities and all that. You I like Steph. That's the only him. reason I buy his shoes. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, and he makes his shoes cheaper than than the LeBrons and everybody else's. He's an NBA great guy, and unfortunately, he's surrounded with the circus. You know what I mean, like. It's yeah, a, we've actually got to – I want to have that debate with you, Steph or Steph or LeBron. We're going to have that next week. Okay. Or or whenever I return because of, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking about good guys, Hunter Renfro signs with the Kansas City Royals. Right fielder, for those of you who don't know. I actually like Hunter Renfro. I mean, it's two years, 32 million. It's a very harmless contract. I know he didn't have – Coming off of the greatest year, I think, was with, with Boston. Um, but I think giving him a chance at the Royals is, you know, a lot of people consider the Royals now like, you know, doomsday. You're going there to die. But um, I think this is a good chance for him to kind of rebuild, re, re, recalibrate, and see what he's got left in the tank, if he's got anything, if he's still starting potential. I think for the Royals, giving him 13 million is fair. It's a nice little tra- attractive deal to him. It's not too crazy and something that they can trade him away at the, you know, trade deadline if they need to. So for me, I, I'm yeah, okay with a, the Hunter Renfro trade. Uh, sign. It's a low risk, a low risk, high reward. You know what I mean? Like, and and I like guy. I think he's been a a, a class act uh, baseball player. Never really heard nothing bad about him ever. Team player. So I think this is a good look for the Royals. And if he can get lightning in a bottle, you're getting this at a dirt cheap, you know, bargain and a power price. hitter at that. And yeah. So if if he can he can get where you think he can get, you got him for a steal. If not, you really didn't pay him what what you really much. No, if he can hit two seventy five, I think that they won it. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me give me two seventy five, fifteen to twenty homers, and I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I think he'd be a great DH. Great DH. 
speaking about people, speaking about people who are looking for destinations, Big Bill. Big, Big Bill, Bill, I kind of touched on this, kind of touched on this the other day, but listen, Bill Belichick, two things I see about this, right? You go, all right, Bill has nothing to prove. As soon as he retires, for whatever the, the years it takes to get to the Hall of Fame, that's where he gets to the Hall of Fame. As soon as he retires, that clock goes down to when the Hall of Fame goes and he's in surefire first as soon as it happens. One of the, if not greatest coach of all time, especially my era, I would give him that. Um, now, hear me out. If, you, if he sits there and goes, nah, I want to stick it to the Patriots. I want one more run, right? The head coach of the San Diego Chargers, uh, well, no, I think they're the, are they San Diego Chargers or Los Angeles Chargers? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. They, that's right. Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Chargers just got fired today around noon. So you go, whoa, they got an ill defense with Khalil Mack and uh, Joey Bosa. You're like, shit, ill defense they have. And then you go, I can get a healthy Justin Herbert for next year? That looks really friendly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or you go, well, shit, I can stick it to New England twice a year and go to the Jets where Aaron Rodgers will be back. You got a, a Super Bowl caliber defense, and Bill Belichick played the Patriots twice a year. And I'm gonna tell you, nobody in the AFC East wants to see Bill Belichick with with Gang Green. Not, not me neither. And I'm a Bills fan, but you give them if Aaron Rodgers is half of what we know Aaron Rodgers can be, and that defense plays the way they are, and with the way he's gonna die with defenses, forget about it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Big Bill for me. I think the Chargers, like I said, is a good one. I'd like to see him with the Dolphins. Um, They're not going to go away from Mike McDaniel. Yeah, they could. Well, let, no let them fold. Let them fold in the playoffs. You might see a whole other firing. Listen, NFL yeah, head coaches no are getting fired nowadays for sneezing the wrong way. So, and the Panthers probably could maybe where he wants to go to. Who knows? So, I mean, Panthers, I don't know for for he ain't going to want to be on a rebuild. Right, but he could potentially build a nice quarterback. All I'm saying is that there's the, any team would be a fool not to want to throw a bag at this guy. Oh, yeah. He's Bill Belichick. Who don't want this guy? So, you know, um, the way I look at it, anywhere he goes, it's going to be a great, a great for the organization and for the team. And that's what you need the coach to do. So let's say – hold on. Hold on. Let me let me ask you this question before you transition all we out of here. Um, let's just say Buffalo – they just barely not make the playoffs. They lose. They're out one game. You're probably going to fire McDermott. Do you say, "Yo, let's bring in Bill Belichick"? Yeah, why not? You have nothing to lose. Give okay. him actually. Give him. Give a whole a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a Super Bowl winning coach, a really great quarterback. I guarantee you all those accuracy problems that Josh Allen has because he's a fucking terrible half the time. I guarantee you gets fixed. <clears throat> Fuck Stephon Diggs too. Cry baby. Anyway. Whoa. Moving Whoa. on. <laughs> Speaking about awareness, the NBA G League. I have so much praise for the NBA G League, man. Um, I'm gonna take this one on this one because for those well, who don't know, just, you can watch. Uh, hold on, hold on. I, I, want, I want you speak. to finish. I want you to. I, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna let you speak because my 905 is straight trash. So 
my my team is absolute garbage, and it's hard to watch a product when the, your favorite team is really that bad. I love what they do. I don't think they get enough credit, but take it away because that's my piece, and I want you to finish strong because you are passionate about the G League. Yeah, I love the NBA G League. It's a shame that it's only on ESPN+. Plus. I have ESPN+. Plus. I can watch every single NBA G League game from start to finish. From the regular, from the beginning of the regular season to the end, even the playoffs, you know. So for those of you who don't know that, if you're interested in watching guys develop and hope that they get called, I'm like, I have more fun watching the G League than I do the NBA. It's less, it's less biased, and these and that this is where the experimental rules are put into play. The NBA G League, if the NBA was smart, should be on national television, not on the NBA app, or it should be on not on ESPN, or it should be on NBA TV or something. I think I disagree. You don't want that because then that's gonna that's gonna conflict. Because some people don't are tired of watching the NBA. They want an alternative to it. Okay. So what that's you fair. need to do is if you this first one, first of all needs to be on local television. I don't think it is. So local TV deals need to be in there. But if you're giving if the NBA wants to take a risk and show that they're truly with development, you take these. You, you start trying to look for licenses with the, you know lesser known sports channels. Maybe do it with FS1, who doesn't have basketball on there. Maybe do it with, you know, I think NBC does it, ABC, uh, TNT, I know does it. But there's a bunch of different channels. If you want to show how kid-friendly you are, put the G League on, like, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network at night. You'll get views. I'm saying you can do that. The NBA G League should have, A, its own All-Star game, which I don't believe it does. And needs to have a similar playoff bracket to the NBA. You want to, if you really want to make this the, the, a proper G League, you need to make it mirror the NBA. Keep the experiment, experimental rules. I love that. Give them their own NBA in season cup. Why can't why does NBA have one of the t, the players who you are supposed to be calling the future to be future NBA players? Why would you not do that? Plus, you give a lot of these kids who are taking a chance on the G League a chance to experience what the NBA is. You're giving them a taste of that on a lesser scale. Yeah. That's what the NBA really needs to do. The awareness needs to be there. This needs to be promoted. It needs to, I love the fact that it's on ESPN Plus, but it shouldn't be there. I should not be able to watch every single NBA Julie game. I shouldn't be. To be being honest, they have so much potential, and it needs to be put on a bigger scale. You need to start local TV deals, radio stations, ESPN radio. You'll get views there. I can give you tons of different things. Give streaming channels to the Raptors 905. Put like a little mini tab for the Raptors on their webpage. There's things you can do for these things, man. And the NBA G League really, I think, is is the future of development. I'm very, I'm a believer in that because these games, man, are so equally contested. And I love the fact that it's, you know, you're seeing some of these guys really be breakout guys. You know, I alluded to the fact last week to we talk about that Cleveland Cavs player who was lighting it up for consistently dropping like 15, six and and like two, you know? So yeah. Potentials there, man. And I think the thing was smart. They they start, you know, promoting this the right way. You have, you have the Gatorade on it for God's sakes. That means something. You have a big sponsor there. Start acting like it. Uh, That being said, everybody, thank you guys so much for watching. I will be MIA for the next two weeks. I don't know who, uh, Chef's going to have hosting this, or maybe they'll do the, the game show like we wanted to. So until then, for myself at least, I'll be gone for two. See you when I return in the new year. For Chef, he'll be back here.
next week, I think, dropping some videos in the studio. So peace out, everybody. And as always, stay off the hook. Subscribe to the Spygate Report.